I think Bullseye was really cool. Bullseye was awesome. See, that's the one thing that they had to do well, and they nailed Bullseye. Yeah, one hundred percent nailed. Because the dead, the um, Daredevil movie tried to do Bullseye as well. Yeah, didn't work so well. <laughs> Bullseye. <sighs> <laughs> with Colin Farrell he touches his head I was doing every time Bullseye turned up and he threw something on target that's when I went Bullseye <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone welcome back to another installment of your film me in podcast where this week we're going to really film you in because Are we? we we haven't watched any films well I have <laughs> you've watched um, a ton and I've played a game there is this is going to be a bit of a different one uh, this week uh, I'm I'm joined once again by uh, David as usual hello <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say hello then I was really I was really nervous <laughs> um yeah this week instead of having a main topic we were going to have a main topic but we decided against it because there was so much news this week yeah um david has happened today as well yes david has played the um the new the last of us part two game so he's got a full yep. review breakdown for us and um i've also watched a lot of films so there's going to be a lot of recommendations so it might be a bit of a short one in the end but um you know i think this one needs doing just you know a, a bit more it's of a, a chilled out one yeah, like, I feel like this could be a nice little thing for us to do every now and then. Just a little discussion slash catch-up slash, like, amalgamation of whatever the hell we've been doing throughout the week and what we've been watching or playing or whatever. It's, exactly. It's, it's it's nice to not have a criteria for the week. Yes, it is. And it's just refreshing. do the hell. Yeah. Um, next week it's not going to be so fun. <laughs> oh, no, no. We've got, uh, we've got a big plan for next week. And basically, this is just a stall time for that. Because yeah. we've got so much to prep for next week. Uh, but we'll, we'll tell you more about that at the end. Horribleness. Um, so, I feel like we should start off with the news. Uh, yeah, feel free. Um, I, wanna... I've got like a full notes page of all the news stories. Oh, wow. Um, these are in no particular order. I just... These are... I uh, f- at first these were in order of when we talked about them. Yeah, because <laughs> I just went back through our WhatsApp <laughs> chat <laughs> and just got all of them in order from this week. <laughs> all the news stories. Yeah, and then, as much as we'd like to um like like for you all to believe that me and Xander don't actually like each other in real life, we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's daily. <laughs> Please help me. Um, Honestly, and then, he, he talks to me more. I, I don't even like him that much. <laughs> I, I come on to... He pays me to be on here. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell him about the contract. <laughs> um, All right, I'll take that 20 quid at the end of the podcast, please. <laughs> then, so then the rest of it is just in any random order that I remembered. So uh, first up, we've got that Michael Keaton is in talks to play Batman again in the new Flash movie. I actually have a small little story about this. I, uh, I went, When I got home from work at one point, um, I decided to tell my mum because she loves, uh, she loves Michael Keaton, she loves Batman, this and She's a proper nerd, weirdly enough. And I told my mum, and she was like, yeah, I saw it on the news. I was like, that's being reported on the news. Well, not, it, everything, not everything that's going on in the world. The fact that Michael Keaton might be back as Batman. <laughs> yes, news. Um, yeah, I didn't still... I'm unsure whether this Flash movie is actually happening. It was meant to come out about four years ago. It was. And but they've just kept time, delaying it. they've decided to full-on take, take the time of it. They, they've kept on rewriting it from what I know. Yeah, they've gone through about four but writers, that, three different directors. 
that's a good thing. It means that they really do want this to, you know, be stand out amongst the other DCU movies and not just, yeah. you know, the same shit over and over again. Because well, they... let's be honest, it's been the same shit over and over again. <laughs> They've got um, Andy Machete directing. Um, I don't uh, know what he's who done, directed but I like his it name because it's got Machete. It chapter two. I've not watched that yet. <laughs> you still watch it chapter two? Well, no, I'm, I'm waiting for it to come on um, Sky Star on um, Sky Cinema so I can just watch it easily on my TV. Well, he's a he's I reckon he's a good director. The second one, I don't think is his fault. Um, like yeah. the the bad things in that. Um, that but this it, is apparently a lot of the bad things in it chapter two were more just the VFX rather than like practical effects. I think it, it was more producers because like there's a whole hour of that movie where they have loads of flashbacks to the kids and it's like it's super unnecessary. Yeah, and it would have and it's clearly only there because everyone loved the kids from the first movie. <clears throat> So, um, but yeah, so Michael Keaton's back. Um, it seems Possibly. he's in talks. Uh, the the movie's meant to be like it's rumored to be like a Flashpoint movie. Yeah. So like, it's going to be interesting it, to see what kind of Batman he plays. It's going to be interesting whether it's going to be just a cameo, like a one-off little thing, or whether he's going to be the main Batman in the entire film because he gets stuck in a different universe or something like that. Yeah, because like, um, like it'll be very interesting to see. Because I I would if it's just a cameo, I'd, I'd love all of the Batman, <laughs> all of the Batman. All Mark Batman. Hamill especially. Well, they've got um. Well, like let's joke in, right? so in Flashpoint, Batman is actually Thomas Wayne. So, and isn't um like Jeffrey D. Morgan rumored to replay Thomas Wayne? Well, Jeffrey D. Morgan played Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman. Yeah. So I'd have thought that they'd have done that, but like yeah, maybe but again, maybe that's the way they're going. Recasting, or maybe it is going to be a multiverse thing where they completely crossover like um like they did with the flash tv show oh my god they're definitely gonna include that scene what they did in the flash tv show oh my god they are they're gonna they? do it from they the are. other perspective though they're gonna do it from the opposite perspective that's yeah. really nice that that'd I, be a very cool scene I that like would that. be yeah because you know what? i don't even care about the flash as a character i do not care at all it is he's just like orange or red quicksilver to me <laughs> and i just don't like him um, I, do, you, I don't care did you watch justice league uh, no, not at all. Well, because I did not want to see that mustache or lack of mustache. He's both the best and kind of worst part of that movie. He's the best in the sense that you know he's actually trying and he's actually having fun, but also yeah. he's the worst because he's so irritated and so out of place with everyone else. <laughs> I think that's where his movie is going to shine the most, though, because like it's like when you put Spider Man with like the first four. They just don't mix well together because one's very dark and like grungy and just shit. And then the other one's a lot more fun and charismatic and he's young. He's, you know, just realizing that he's a hero. Yeah. Like Flash and Spider-Man have that in common. Because like, especially in this universe is Flash anyway. They're, they're both young and, and energetic and fun and just happy-go-lucky. And I think that's where the Flashpoint movie, or just the Flash movie, whatever they're going to call it, it's it's just going to be Flashpoint. It definitely, yeah, you know, it, it, it is. Yeah, it's going to be Flashpoint. Um, but, um, this like, is exciting. I feel though. like that's where it's going to be, re- like, going to proper shine. It's going to take advantage of the fact that he's a bit more of a fun character. Yeah, and it's also going. It's clearly taking advantage of the whole. Everyone's into multiverses at the moment, so we've got Doctor Strange using the multiverse. We've got Spider Verse, Spider Man into Spider Verse. Yeah, the, now this. So um, it's it seems to be a, a hot topic at the moment. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm more than happy for that. <laughs> I'm more than happy for multiverse. 
Um, so, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Michael Keaton's back. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, the next one is was a little more ropey. I sent this to you and you were like, nah, it's fake. But I want to mention it anyway. Just, just, we'll mention it and pretend that it is true and no, discuss, we're not pretend it's discuss true. We're what gonna... it can mean. And we're going to say that it's going to be awesome if it is true, but it's very unlikely to be true because, you know, I'd love it. I Before we say it, I'd love this to happen. I would be over the moon if this happened. So, But it's to- not going to. So Tobey Maguire is in early talks, reportedly, to reprise his role as Spider-Man in Doctor Strange 2. Once again, I would love this to happen, but I very much doubt it's going to happen. The only thing that... The only reason it could happen is J.K. Simmons came back for J, um, buddy J. Jonah. Yeah. From that universe. And Sam Raimi's directing. Sam Raimi's directing. And that's that's the one thing that so, really pulls this but into... But now, if they do bring him back, they have to bring back Bruce Campbell. Out of nowhere, Bruce Campbell just has to be in the film for one shot again. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce Campbell's in this. At if, all. If he is, I'm going to be very happy. Um, if but, he's not, I'm going to be sad, but I'll, I'll still watch it. But yeah, that could yeah, be MCU. that could be really exciting. Again, like basically doing a live action Spider Verse. It seems that would have be awesome. Multiple though. people. I love that because they've already teased the the fact that Miles Morales exists. Considering you've seen his uncle and he talks about Miles. Yeah, like you, you, they've already teased that Miles Morales exists in that universe. So there's the possibility that, say, if Tom Holland's like Peter Parker is either stripped of his powers or he dies or whatever. We've still got the possibility of Spider-Man in that universe because we've got Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, so they've teased that and I love that idea. I think it'd be interesting as well if they do if they're going down if they are if they do end up going down this route of having, you know, different franchises popping up, I would be really interested to, to see Britain. if Hugh Jackman pops up. As a just as a cameo, just not a cameo. as a main role, but as a cameo. If they, if they only ever get one f bomb in the entire MCU, it has to be used by by Hugh Jackman. Well, well, that's it. If they get, if they do this, then if they spring for Tobey Maguire, if they spring for Hugh Jackman, they'll probably spring for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Deadpool. He, he's literally just gonna pop through a portal there, just like, oh wait, this is the wrong universe. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. And then they'd, walk back. They'd they'd uh, they'd be so many different. There's so many different possibilities because they've been quite a few Marvel movies that aren't in this. So you can have. I yeah. mean, everyone hates it, but the Ben Affleck Daredevil he could maybe in, show up. No, not at all. Um, Blade <laughs> Wesley Snipes Blade could show up. That would be fun. That would be just as like little one. cameos, maybe like. You know in what a, I'd love though, <laughs> if we somehow like if we had a flashback scene to um like. Ah, oh, it wouldn't happen. But say if Chris Evans as Captain America didn't turn old, <laughs> and then we got Chris Evans as the Human Torch, yeah, just exactly. Each other, like that would have been such a funny moment. Or like, I feel like Michael Jordan should do his own, like his role of like Killmonger, and then his role as Human Torch just see each other as like, God, I look ugly. I think if they were gonna bring one member of the Fantastic Four to like pop up and be like, Oh my God, who are you? And they'd be like, Oh. I reckon it'd be Michael Chiklis's The Thing from the 2005-2007 movies. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because actually. he's I the best. He, he's great in those movies. He's legitimately good. He's the most fun character. He just looks horrendous. That's about it. I, I think that'd be quite. But yeah, th- this this rumor actually opens up a lot of possibilities for what this movie could actually be. So I think it, that's quite it interesting. It opens up a lot of possibilities. Well, the fact that it's the multiverse in the first place opens up a lot of possibilities in the first place. Yeah. 
Like, that's going to make it very interesting. But the fact that we get to see Sam Raimi direct again it makes me really, really happy. Because I love the Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah. I adore the original Spider-Man trilogy. I haven't watched any of his other films. I know that he did Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> there are others. I do want to. <laughs> I do really want to watch Drag Me to Hell, but I, I just haven't watched it I, wa- I watched that again uh, the other week. I recommended it on the podcast with Sam. And Drag Me to Hell's a belter. Proper belter. Yeah, I do, I do really want to watch it. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I love Sam Raimi. He's amazing. I yeah. love I love his style of filmmaking. So I'm very excited to see how he's gonna make Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um. Some other Doctor Strange two news. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor uh, was in the first Doctor Strange, and he is confirmed to be returning for the second one. That makes Who sense. Who did he play? He was a uh, Baron Mordor. He was ah, uh, right. Doctor Strange's mate. Like yeah, not the, mate, but like. Said- kind of semi-mentor at the start and then at the end he turns like evil and then we got literally nothing of that for a few years now yeah uh well he was thinking that he was actually going to be the the villain and it's just domamu i have come to bargain seven thousand times yeah it's like it's uh, been four years since that first doctor strange movie and it will be five when this actually comes out so it's going to be interesting to see like what their reasoning is for him not being around much because like yeah, they be said, they're gonna to they said they're gonna explain what what he's been doing during Infinity War and Endgame. So yeah, that's gonna be cool. Um, yeah. The next bit is um, a Chicken Run sequel uh, was announced yes. a while ago. It is officially coming to Netflix. It's, it's been reannounced basically, and it's coming to Netflix as yeah. a, as a Netflix exclusive. And I'm very happy about it. It's in like it's still being made by Ardman. Yep. Yep. Just to clarify, it's still being made by Ardman. It's not Netflix is making it. Ardman are making it. It's just the Department of Netflix uh, distributor. Yeah. And I'm more than happy for that. They've, they haven't set a, set a release date or a time frame or anything like that because Ardman work very hard on their stuff and they take a lot of time. Take a lot of time. They take Because they do it all claymation. They don't do, like... They use some CGI generated. occasionally, but like use just a very to... little bit of CGI. Yeah, just to help very out. Very rarely. Yeah. Yeah, but it is but all claymation. Like, it's really it's impressive. It's gonna be. It's so good looking as well. Like shaking. See the the best thing about claymation is no matter how old the movie is, as long as the designers have made the like characters look good, it will stand. It will still like hold up in 10, 20 years still. But yeah, this is uh this is exciting. I'm 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 down for yeah. a chicken run sequel. I'm, I'm I haven't very... seen the first one in years. So I, I regularly rewatch it like at least once a year. <laughs> I make I I loved that film so much as a kid and then I I rewatched it like a couple years ago and then I realized how dark it was. Yeah. Like the undertones of the film is so terrible. She makes she knits herself a noose. Like she knits a noose. <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid you don't even know what that is <laughs> and then like, i watched the interview i was like damn this chick was more depressed than i was at 14 bloody hell <laughs> jesus wept that's the second reference you've made to that in like two days yeah. i'm worried about you um, nah, i don't find it's just depression <laughs> uh, the next bit is uh, jk simmons as a as reportedly already filmed another j jonah jameson cameo and has planned yes. for a third I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, just yeah. Yeah, I'm in the, in the Spider-Man movies, that, that's great. As long as long as he screams, get me pictures of Spider-Man in one of the cameos, I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm assuming the cameo that he's already filmed is for Morbius. It's, it's either, either Morbius for Morbius or, or for Venom 2. 
I was thinking it might actually just be for um, Spider-Man 3 because they might be doing what they do with um, Stan Lee and just filming him ahead of time so that he doesn't have to come in on a production day. What, in case he dies? <laughs> I don't no, think just, J.K. Si- I don't think they're worried about that with J.K. Simmons. Because he's very, he's a like very popular actor, so he's going to be getting a lot of roles. So he might be busy on a certain point. So Maybe. whilst they've gone in, they might just be able, they might just be filming cameos in one quick succession, so that they just have them ready for whenever. No, I re- I reckon the third one he's going to be, he's got plans for, he's going to be the next Spider Man, and this one is yeah. either for Venom or for Morbius. I just don't care about Venom or Morbius now. I, I I'm interested in Venom because that first one is so bad, and it's got a weird charm I, to it. I sw- it's not got any charm at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna watch so the sequel. Potential. The, the Morbius, I think, is gonna be trash. You know what though? I hate the title of Venom Two. Let there be carnage. It's so cheesy, it. and I think that's I what they're going it. for. Why though? Why would you go for cheesy? You're trying to make a dark like Spider-Man movie, basically. <laughs> you don't go let there be. That's basically like redoing the buddy like emo parker but like walk it's literally recreating it with tom holland that's what you or tom hardy even actually imagine (laughs) tom hardy doing that that's venom as a movie venom Um, the movie is just peter parkin walking as an emo (laughs) um the next bit of news is um that four episodes of brooklyn 99 have been binned um and reportedly by terry cruz he said thrown in the trash uh, over the Black Lives Matter protests because yeah, was, um, everyone hates police officers now. See, I'm. I think this is go. This is a great like step in the right direction. The the um like cast and crew have, have donated a hundred grand between them to um the I think it was the bail fund. Yeah. For um, any protesters that got arrested and put on bail. Um. So yeah, that's a fantastic thing in the first place, and the fact that they've scrap the idea and they're going in a new direction instead of like police officers i think they might do something similar to archer where they have one episode where they're police officers they realize how corrupt police are in the u.s and then they become like private investigators instead yeah because like in... they don't hate private investigators at all we've seen that captain holt is more than happy to recommend people to go private investigator in the past with a uh, pimento becoming one yeah and I think it would be a very interesting like change of events and like change of scenery to how they could do stuff. Because like Cause in Archer, in Archer, the reason they changed it up was because their institution was called ISIS. ISIS, yeah. And then they <laughs> like in the in the like obviously then ISIS became this huge thing in the real world, this terrorist yeah. organization. So they had to quickly like change it. So so then every season so since then, then has been became... different. <laughs> yeah. And I love that though. That's a, like Archer does it so well. But the thing is with Archer, at least they can get away with it because it's animated. Yeah, and it was. It's never been fully grounded in reality in the first place. Anyway, yeah, it's always exactly. been a bit weird. But like with Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's always very grounded in reality. So they're gonna have to do. Like I've, I saw an article a while ago before um, they actually announced that they've been the episodes of how Brooklyn Nine Nine can change. And someone was saying just like firefighters, ambulance, like bloody paramedics and the other and i was just thinking none of those would work well like they, like the characters hate firefighters anyway yeah exactly and paramedics they i don't want to watch another paramedic show there's yeah. too many like there's too many cop shows but at least brooklyn 99 was different and obviously it'd be different with paramedics but scrubs already exist 
Yeah, I what, don't want to watch another version. Oh, of and also, with Andy none Sandberg. of them are trained paramedics, so that exactly. wouldn't make any sense. But like private investigators, they're already detectives. They're already very good detectives. Hitchcock and Scully, I don't know what they'd be able to do with them. They do That's something. That's the one worry. That they'd do something. They'd just be some random side characters that they come, like they bump into on the street constantly. Because at the end of the day, it is still a comedy show. You so you can have those leaps in logic. They're yeah. like, yeah, of course they just bring them along. Yeah. And they'd probably have jokes like, "Why are you guys even here?" Like, yeah, oh. exactly. Like they can have, they can have that kind of thing. They'll, I I hope that they don't just scrap Hitchcock and Scully because they're two the two of my favorite. No, they won't. Just they won't do so that. Stupid. They won't do that. Like they are two of the best characters in the show just because they're disgusting. But like I, I, I was oh, talking well. to my dad about this. I said like, you know, this show has is so progressive in so many different ways. It's been saved from cancellation because people love it. And for it yeah. to, and if it does just get binned, cancelled because of this, that would be really, that would really suck, because this this show does so much good, yeah. So and because of this it, amazing thing that's happening in the world, I think it would be unfair for this show that does good for those kind of communities would get binned in the process. Yeah, it it sucks, and a lot of the time, like a lot of the storylines, you can either you can translate to Prime Investigator anyway. You can also translate to whatever else. A lot of the storylines don't involve them being police officers. Yeah, like the the episode Mumu that doesn't involve them being police officers. That involves Terry Crews just being a black man and being racially profiled, even though he's a police officer himself. And that bit, that episode still gets me. That is a hard episode to watch. Yeah. Because of how realistic it is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, it's it's such a good sh- like the writers are so good at what they do for writing something so like perfect in the line of they battle something like systemic race or systemic racism as well as like racial profiling, even though they are police officers themselves. Yeah, the fact that you can write that means you can do anything. Yeah, I think so. Hundred percent. They need to. They just need to change it to something similar to police officers that have a bit more respect at the moment. Not firefighters, because the characters hate firefighters in the show. And it wouldn't make any sense to the not firefighters. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, but pre- PI is a really good idea. I, th- I think PI would be amazing for them. I think if they are going to change it up, because they might just stick with it. They might just stick with the the formula. Yeah. Uh, in the end, the but, one thing I hope they don't do is they reboot it as something else. With the same yeah. cast, because then like you've got to re-love the, those characters because they're right for different characters at that point, and then you yeah. got to re-love them again. I don't want to. I I love Jake Peralta. I love Amy Santiago. I love Terry. I don't Terry Jeffords even. <laughs> I, I I love them all. I I almost said Terry Cruz because it's <laughs> yeah, it's called Terry. <laughs> yeah, they're just Terry. I, I I love all of them. I I just hope they don't bring Gina back. <laughs> I love weirdly, Peretti, but I just don't want her back. Weirdly, like the the show's done, if anything, better without with, with losing a cast member. Yeah, I, I think the show is a bit funnier now that Gina isn't there <laughs> because they're not focusing on just constant like berating of Charles. Like the the focusing on the storylines being even funnier now. Yeah, because they don't have the haha Charles and Gina had sex like kind of thing anymore. <laughs> Um, the next one, uh, yeah. Tenet has been delayed again to the 12th of <laughs> August. So I love how I'm not even like that bothered about all this. Like I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Tenet, but 
with everything that's going on, I'm more than happy to wait. Yeah. And Xander's just there, like, ah, honestly, I'm fuming. I want to watch mate. the film. I'm, I'm fuming. I want to. I want to go to the cinema. The cinema's open, like in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited about that. And they're showing loads of old movies. I just want a new movie. Give me a new movie. And it's like, we're open. That's fine. We're, we're dealing with this. But America isn't. And America are the reason it's keep, keeping getting pushed back. F*** you, America. Sort <laughs> so, your life. America. Just <laughs> Trump. Hashtag Trump. Hashtag Trump. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's delayed again. That was it's kind of inevitable at this point. August people 12th, are saying like people are saying like push just push it back to November already, but it's like no. Warner Brothers want this to be the first movie you go and see in the cinema yeah. when it, when they reopen. It's like of, of course they're going to push it back just about a week. Yeah. Oh that. yeah, also um I think it was supposed to line up with like the um the release date of Tenet in the first place, wasn't that? But um, there was a what was it? A um Fortnite movie night this week with um Christopher Nolan films and um, the US got I think it was Batman Begins the UK Europe got the prestige and I can't remember what the other one was um oh wait no US got Inception other areas outside of the US and Canada got um the buddy Batman Begins and then we got the prestige what what do you mean so in like, so what they did was um, they had like a cinema like an actual like theater screen in the game in the party royale mode. Oh, in Fortnite. Yeah, in Fortnite. Oh, I, when you said Fortnite, I was like two weeks. I was like, what? What? Wait, is, yeah, it, no, is this in, a cinema? In Fortnite. All oh, right, yeah. that's pretty cool though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, like they they said that they were going to do some form of Nolan crossover because they showed the tenant. The Tenet trailer, which I, I, I love that they showed the Tenet trailer, even though he was very against releasing it online yeah. in the first place. Like and the, first, the first ever trailer the didn't even get... online video game in, in years. Yeah, the first trailer didn't even get released online. It was just in cinemas. So you could yeah. only see the trailer in cinemas. In and IMAX. then, boom, just Fortnite. And then Fortnite. Great. <laughs> just Fortnite. <laughs> great. Just great. <laughs> That's just what, like pop culture does nowadays just like when all else fails fortnite <laughs> um the next one the boys season two arrives yes. uh september 4th we're, we're pumped we're pumped for that i'm very excited i was like i was excited for the second season the first like half an hour into the first episode of the first season although the first three episodes will be released on the fourth but then and then for the next for the next weeks. five will be over the next five weeks and that i I'm... don't like that <laughs> I don't I, like that. I'm more than happy with that. Boys will be boys, you know. Like, <sighs> but like now, because like we, if that arrives on the fourth, we could definitely like take a week to watch it and then record a podcast on it. But now we've got to wait five weeks for it to end, <laughs> so we can't. So we've got to wait. To I mean, we could it. do a, like a weekly roundup of the episode, though. No, we'll just wait till the end. We'll do it all at once. Yeah, a I'm... weekly roundup. Get out of here. Honestly, I'm so excited for the boys season two. The first season I'm so was excited. so damn good. The first season was so damn good, and I've read a bit of the comics, so I know like a little bit of what's going on now, yeah, and what I can expect. And from what I've read, it's different. Like the ending's different to what they did in the comics, but from what I've read, it's looking very exciting. But It'll yeah, boys season diabolical. two. Put it, put it in my ear holes. Yeah, just give it to me. Put it in my eye holes. <laughs> Get away from my eye holes. <laughs> eye holes. 
Um, the next one, this came out last night. Margot Robbie is in talks to star in a new female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie with the Birds of Prey writer attached. I don't like See, Pirates of the Caribbean anyway, so I I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I love Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. I love I, I love the franchise so much, except the the last two. So and, so oh. two fifths of the franchise you don't like, but you still love the yeah. franchise. Well, I I don't mind the last <laughs> one, but the fourth one is horrendous. That fourth one is so damn bad. It doesn't yeah. even look as good as the first one. <laughs> Like, how the hell do you fuck up CGI that many years later? It was the most expensive movie at the time as well, wasn't it? It cost like 300 million. Yeah. The, the, that first one is so good, though. Like, yeah, I think, I, think I need to Black watch Pearl them. is incredible. We're, we're doing a podcast, I don't remember. At some point, yeah, uh, sure. Why yeah, because I, I, I watched two thirds of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Still not watched Return You've of not the watched King Return yet. of the King? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really care about this because I'm not a fan of the franchise, but this is probably going to make a decent amount of money because of the brand and because Disney's behind it. So It will make a lot of money because it's Pirates of the Caribbean, but at the same time, fans of the original ones, I know a lot of them are against a female-led thing, and that's some of it's because of sexism, I will admit. <laughs> a lot of it is because there's not a you, lot of Not you, not you, not, not me. Your angle isn't sexism. I, my angle isn't sexism. My angle is for the love of the original films and the love of Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow's character. I mean, I love Margaret Robbie. I think she's a great actress. I don't think she fits the formula of Pirates of the Caribbean, though. Apparently, I, this is not the only new Pirates movie they're making. Apparently, this is there's one multiple of two. in the works. Yeah. There, there's a, like a, either a sequel or a spin-off to the original, and this is a whole reboot. I wouldn't mind this being a spin-off to the original in the same universe and, like, the cameo of Jack Sparrow. That would be an interesting thing if they were to just revive the series in a different way. I'd love for them to do something like a TV series for Pirates of the Caribbean as a Disney Plus TV series. That would be interesting because then it would actually be good. Because Disney Plus series, they seem to be, you know, doing really well with. Yeah. But I feel like this would be a Disney Plus movie. And with what we've experienced, yeah, that isn't looking so good. Should be great. Yeah, um, we're gonna have to watch it, aren't we? Yeah, sake. probably. Um, <laughs> speaking of Disney Plus, there was a trailer for Hamilton coming to Disney Plus third of July. That's in like six days. I'm so excited. Hamilton is the musical, basically, be- with the original Broadway cast before they all started leaving. Um, they got. They filmed it, filmed a version of it, and the right, like the rights to distribute it, have been there, and it's been like a bidding war from literally everyone. Everyone wants this, and Disney won it. They were gonna release it in November. Of Disney won it. They they were gonna release it in November in cinemas, but they've re- they decided to release it on Disney Plus instead on July the third. Hamilton is like one of the best recent musicals, and um, it's about the basically founding of America and the Americans uh, independence and um it's it's amazing it's really really great i'm really excited to see it um see the actual see, show the idea of that though now the fact that they filmed it just makes me really want a book of mormon film version with the original <laughs> broadway well like this i mean that is more 
like this is just like a dramatic thing yeah, less no, than like, a comedy one but yeah yeah, that, yeah that'd no, be pretty like, cool I, just the fact that they can f- now film you know they've realized a way to film like an actual theater performance which one why didn't they do that with cats in the first place instead of adapting it <laughs> i think they already just did that they already did <laughs> then why make it what's the point I'd, I'd i don't think i'd watch a stage performance of the book of mormon recorded i would watch a book of mormon movie I'd love a Book of Mormon movie, but yeah. I'll settle for a stage performance recorded, or I'll just go watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, but Hamilton, I think it works really well as a stage show, well? and I couldn't like I've tried to imagine it as a movie, and I just can't. So, like as a theatre performance, I think it w- it works better. And having See, this now coming to Disney Plus, performances that would just work better as. Uh, theatre performance. I think Lee Miz probably does that as well, even though I really love the movie. I hate that. I feel movie. like Lee Miz are probably better as like theatre performance, Cats yeah. 100% theatre performance. Book of Mormon, I'm not sure because it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They're very well versed for like TV and film. Yeah. because th- like So Book of Mormon would be an interesting one to adapt because they could easily do it. Yeah. But I think a lot of the charm comes from the shitty look of the design. <laughs> yeah how clearly it is a set when it goes to africa. how clearly it is not africa that they go to i think that's where some of the charm comes to but yeah. at the same time the songs in that although funny are genuinely catchy yeah yeah L- like with the south park movie and with uh, team america and i've not watched cannibal the musical but i do want to no, me neither so yeah. I feel like we should do that at some point. Just do yeah. the, the Trey Parker and Matt Stone musicals. Yeah, another director retrospective. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm dead excited for this. On the third of July I will be watching this, and then on the fifth and then on the fourth of July I'll be watching this, and then on the fifth of July I will be watching this. <laughs> um another trailer came out. Um it is the trailer for the King's Man, the prequel to the Kingsman movies. I still not watch Kingsman 2. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe maybe don't. Things, I just couldn't be asked. Yeah, maybe don't. It's fine. Don't don't I've not watch the trailers for the King's Man either. I I love the first movie. I didn't want a sequel. No, at all. I felt that the first movie was perfect as it was. They didn't need to touch it. Didn't need yeah. to do a prequel. The the world was interesting enough, but not interesting enough for a franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, like um, with this, it's set in World War One. And it's got Ray Fiennes in it. Uh, Daniel Brühl is in it. Um, Jimon Honsu is in it as well. I, I'm, I don't, I don't know why they're trying this again because the sequel, it like people didn't it, like it at all. It, it did well though, like money wise, didn't it? Yeah, like, uh, people they, went to see it because they were more than happy to watch another Kingsman movie. This is again directed and written by Matthew Vaughn, who did the first two. So like I and I have faith in him as a director because he also directed. I was talking about this the other day with my dad. He had an absolute winning streak. He went in like through the noughties. He had Stardust, then mm-hmm. Kickass, then yeah. X Men First Class, then Kingsman. What a yeah. run! What a, he had a run! Very that is. very good run. Um, and Kick-Ass then Kickass is my favorite of them. Kickass is so not- good. Kickass is, so is one of the be- one of the best comic book movies ever made because it Nicholas just Cage. takes the yeah well yeah obviously <laughs> Nicholas Cage is in it he gets to hear like starts screaming whilst he's on fire yeah 
Like, what else do you... Like, granted, you, you can see Nicholas the Cage... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, granted, you can see Nicholas Cage on fire in Ghost Rider, but it's... It's not the same. Skeleton Nicholas Cage. It's not the same. It's not as good. Well, then again, I... I... <laughs> See, Ghost Rider, the first one at least, is like one of my guilty pleasure movies. I know that it's bad, but I still love it. I I, I just genuinely <laughs> really enjoy Ghost Rider. I think it's a very fun movie. Was that Fox Marvel or was that just Sony. Ma- like Sony Marvel? Sony. Sony. I think that they need to bring back Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider, technically. Kind of. Maybe Ma- that's another one for Doctor Strange 2. That you go. would be amazing, though. Yeah. Imagine that. I would love that. Oh my god, they could bring Daredevil back. No. In Doctor Strange 2. Not Charlie Cox Daredevil, yeah. 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 Oh my 100%. god. Not, my, not, not, not him. No, not Ben Affleck. No. Not Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to say Matt Damon, because I just started thinking Matt about Damon. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this movie, it looks alright. I have a feeling that the movie's going to be better than the trailers. Like, the trailers aren't exciting me at all, but I think yeah. that the, the movie might actually be good. I have a feeling... I, I trust Matthew Vaughn, so I'll, I'll be seeing this when it comes out in September. Yeah. Um, next two if are a bit sad. Um, we lost two Hollywood... Um, I'm not sure whether you can say icons, but, like, big names. We lost Ian Holm early on in the week. Um, 100% icon famously played Bilbo Baggins in Lord of the Rings trilogy and he was in Alien Um, and we lost Joel Schumacher who uh, is a very famous director he directed The Lost Boys and uh, more infamously directed um, uh, Batman Forever we also lost a third uh, just today hold on I had it oh the director of Shrek 2 yeah wasn't it Kelly Asbury that was it there you go um, directed so, Shrek 2, um, Nomeo and Juliet, which I actually quite enjoyed as a kid. I thought Nomeo and Juliet was a fun movie. I may not have known very well as a kid, but you know what? Like, it was still a fun film for me. Uh, Joel Schumacher also, also directed um, He also directed Flatliners with uh, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah, th- this is yeah, it's sad, sad week for, yeah. you know, thoughts and prayers out to their families. You know, this during this hard time um the next one um i'm gonna leave this one to the end actually so mulan has been delayed again to august 21st it was after after tenet came got delayed to the 12th um mulan was still set to come out um on the 21st of july um so they've moved it a whole month behind and i was a little bit worried that disney would actually have the edge over tenet that it would come out first but I don't want that to happen. I don't want <laughs> Mulan to be the first movie that everyone sees. Come on. <laughs> we've had we've had this coronavirus for ages. We deserve a treat, not a, a rehash. Um, so Mulan's been delayed to the 21st of August. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, this last one is actually really interesting. Uh, Ryan Reynolds um, has come out and said that he pitched a Daredevil movie based on the comic where he kills the Marvel Universe. And he also pitched it to be directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> no way. Yep. Wait, Daredevil kills the Marvel universe. Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Did I yeah, say no, Daredevil? Um, yeah, you said Daredevil. Oh, sorry. I was Deadpool. wondering, like, Deadpool wait, kills De- the- 
Daredevil doesn't even kill. When does he kill the Marvel Universe? Why would Ryan Reynolds pitch that? <laughs> I don't know. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe would be a f- absolute... Live action, no. Animated, f- yeah. Yeah, I've I read that comic. That would be amazing. I read that comic and it is really good. I haven't read good. it, but I know that like, it is brutal and yeah. it is amazing. Um, honestly, yes. I don't care who directs it. He does, but it has to be animated. He does some pretty that horrible things work. to the X Men in that. He movie. does some in really shit. Yeah, but at the same time, um, I, this is completely off topic. But did you, did you know that Daredevil has actually become the Batman who laughs at one point? He, he became like the bat. Do you know the Batman who laughs? Like the the story of it? No. Um. Well, da- so da- Batman who laughs is a um like. Dark DC, Dark DC Universe kind of comic thing, where uh, basically Joker finds out who Daredevil, is, uh, Batman is even bloody. I keep I'm saying Daredevil now. <laughs> <laughs> um, like so, Joker finds out who Batman is um, in real life. He finds out that he's Bruce Wayne, so he goes to Bruce Wayne's house. He finds a Batcave and he waits there for him. And what Joker does is he ties him into a chair and he recreates Batman's origin story with a bunch of kids over and over again. So they kill his pet. He kills their parents in front of Batman, makes him watch as the kid watches, and then he kills the kid after turning him into a Joker with um, that like noxious gas that he gives the people. Joker toxin. Yeah, the Joker toxin. So he turns them all into Joker and then he kills them, and he does it over and over and over again to the point where Batman becomes insane, and then Joker gives him the toxin and kills himself. So the like Batman starts becoming the Joker as his like final laugh kind of thing. And so Batman calls up all of his friends just saying, like, Joker's killed himself, I'm becoming him, you need to run. And then they were just asking, like, what what's going on? Why why do we need to run? This that, and the other. And then he like at that moment he turns and says, Because I'm going to kill you. And then he just starts laughing his ass off. Like proper, it is insane. And um, so, how is Daredevil become this? So, Batman Daredevil became that at one point. I can't remember exactly how, but I remember reading an article about it. Um, so, Deadpool's reference DC Comics as often as Marvel, um, but his new future takes the cake, becoming his own version of the Batman who laughs. If I were you, Xander, quickly have a look for um, the Batman Who Laughs design because he looks amazing and terrifying. Oh, wow. The image. That's, uh, that is creepy looking. Yeah, I love it. I've been wanting to get the comics for that for a while, but um, I've sent you the like page in which it becomes that. Like, that's Daredevil, is it? <laughs> he also references bloody the Joker movie. Yo. Crazy. That was cool. Yeah, it's um, from Deadpool the End 4. Wait, so, um, is it Deadpool like... or Daredevil? That's Deadpool. It's Deadpool. You ki- you've been saying Daredevil. I don't know why. It's because you said Daredevil <laughs> when you said Deadpool. <laughs> oh my Deadpool. god. So Deadpool has become the Batman who laughs. Okay, right. Yeah. Not Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Jesus, what? But yeah, it's... Um, um, like... So yeah, that Deadpool movie that awesome. would, would have been pretty interesting. Not sure about Michael Bay directing... Because you know, nah. He's like once a again, this this movie needs to happen, but it has to be animated. It can't yeah, be. Obviously, I'd, I'd be it will never be on Disney Plus. 
it, it, but it would have to. I'd hope to God that it's from the team that does the DC animated movies. Well, that's I it. I just I a wish lot that... of the DC animated movies are way better than the actual live action films. Yeah, I, I wish like, that Marvel had Dark a good. Returns. I wish that Marvel had a good animation company like DC do. What if is looking good though? Yeah. What What if? I'm, I'm looking good. forward to that. Yeah, definitely. So if they're able to do that, they will 100% be able to do Batman and um, Dark, like Deadpool kills the, uni- the Marvel Universe. They and wouldn't, though. They're not going to, though. Which kills sucks. the Marvel Universe again. They're not going to, though, which sucks. Then again, though, we all said that about a Deadpool live-action movie, and then look at that. I know, but now it's in the hands of Disney, and Disney will not take risks anymore. There's no, there's no <laughs> risk. I mean, if they're allowing Sam Raimi to bring back T- Tobey Maguire, maybe. That's, that's not a risk. risk. That's not that a risk. That is a risk. Everyone wants that. Tobey Maguire doesn't even act anymore. What was the last <laughs> thing he was in? Gatsby? Gatsby. He was in Gatsby, and that's all I remember him being in recently. Um, But yeah, that, that would have been pretty interesting. Again, that animated would have been, been really cool. I'd love that. Um, This last one, this, um, I find this really interesting, but you'll be really confused as to why I'm bringing this up. So, a movie is coming to Netflix in July, late July, I think it's the 24th. Uh, it is called Animal Crackers. Oh, shit. No, I actually know why I find this interesting. Yes, I, I, I sent you the podcast, podcast didn't I? I? I actually watched that. That was on Syncast. I'll, I'll, yeah. actually, I'll explain this, because I actually love I, this. All right, I've assembled this. I've assembled this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss this. Oi, oi. Right. I'm the guest. I should be able to do something. No, no. <laughs> Get out of here. So, Animal Crackers is a movie. Uh, it's an animated movie that has been in production hell for a number of years now. And I I am a big fan of the Sincast, the Cinema Sins podcast. Uh, shout out if you guys are listening. Big up. Um, and they had the director, the creator of this movie on the podcast. And he was about two years deep into that movie. The movie was done. The movie was finished. Yeah. And he was he had just been caught up in so many like lawsuits because p- producers were like screwing him over people were saying yeah we'll distribute your mu- movie and then we're getting him in a locked up contract and then he couldn't get out of them so then he was asking people to help him and those people were screwing him over it was insane and the the path to this movie has been so long and overdue and i've been following <coughs> him on twitter and every now and again he'll be saying like oh yeah we've, we've got a plan for it and then that falls through and this guy Honestly, I, I bet he's bald. The amount of stress that he's gone through, he must have lost all of his hair because <laughs> it sounds stressful. I would recommend you listening what, to that. It's, uh, it's that a very Sincast interesting podcast. podcast. It, came out like t- it came out like two years ago, didn't it, that podcast? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. I'll, um, my I have, um, my Chura is literally, he's got a film done, same thing as this, and he's still, like, he's had it done for like five years and he's still trying to get it distributed. See, I find that, I find that insane. I find that absolutely it's, insane. It's extremely hard. Like, so um, the way that, I've, from where I remember the um, thing, so, like, the contracts that they put you into is you they buy the rights of the movie off of you and any proceeds that, co- that come through the movie you don't get because they, they gave you a lump sum. And they've been, Dishree has been trying to do that with uh, Matua. And so I think what he's trying to, is he's still talking to distribution companies because I don't think he wants to get it out on Netflix first. But yeah. I remember um, in the podcast um, that, you, that like Animal Crackers was on, I remember him saying at one point he was even considering just releasing it on YouTube for free. 
Yeah, and just dealing with all and going bankrupt and le- yeah. letting all the laws because he just wanted it to you know come out. He yeah. just wanted he, people um, to see this film. The guy's and name. The fact that he's going on to Netflix is very very good because he will still make money off of it, and he gets a distributor and people will watch it because there's nothing else coming out on Netflix. If it's an original film, because it yeah. is going to be, people will watch it because um, Netflix original films are usually quite good. The guy's name is Scott Sarver. Yeah. And he um the the episode of the Syncasties episode 130 it's called the Curious Case of Animal Crackers, and um the podcast note says like this movie was done in 2017 but you haven't seen it because it hasn't been released you know why why not yeah. and they the talk about that uh, but it's got an insane voice cast it's got Ian McKellen Emily Blunt John Krasinski Sylvester Stallone Danny DeVito and Patrick Warburton and others the fact that Danny DeVito is in it is just like why wouldn't you buy it. But like the the insane story of how he got this cast is crazy because he they wanted yeah. uh, they got John Krasinski and they wanted Kaylee Cuoco and then she backed out at the last minute and John Krasinski was like oh yeah I'll, um you know I, I can ask my wife if you want and he had no idea who he was married to he's like oh no don't don't worry it's really nice and he said no she's an actor you know she's an actress you know you want me to I can help you out and uh, and like the the uh, assistant director was like yeah yeah get it because he knew and this other guy was like no what you know don't we don't just want a nobody we want a name in this and so he phoned her and was like hey hey listen honey i'm i'm doing this movie we need a a female act a female voice actress will you come in and he said yeah yeah sure and then she arrived it's emily blunt and he was like what (laughs) you're married to emily blunt (laughs) i feel like that's everybody's reaction to that who is john krasinski married to yeah, that's that's the reaction everyone gives every time they say, wait, you're married to Emily Blunt. You, are you serious? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. John Krasinski's a very good-looking man. He is a good-looking man, but it's him. Emily Blunt, man. <laughs> so? He's obviously funny. He is. He is. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Boom. Um, Humor over, overlooks. That's I'm really excited to watch this movie, though. I'm really excited to watch this movie. I've been, you know, wait, I've been following it for like two plus years now um so yeah um yeah that will, one's it will be a recommend on this podcast i'm sure if i like it i really hope it's good <laughs> imagine if it's not good now yeah imagine oh, and, i know that the um the sinker like i don't know the names but the guys on uh, do this um cinema sins they said that they enjoyed it on the podcast because they uh, they watched it with their family yeah and they're, they're very critical on movies yeah so it, if they like it then it's a good sign yeah um, yeah, and that's that is all of the news. And how long well, have we been recording now? Minus the thirteen minutes at the start that we didn't do anything. <laughs> that we've been talking about news for fifty minutes. Brilliant, Jesus! There is Good idea on a short one this week, Xander. There's also a couple of bits of news um, for Cyberpunk 2077. There was a Night City Wire this week. Um, there's there's literally like three things. So um, like a load of critics and reviewers and everything like that, like IGN. They got their, the very first hands-on preview of um, Cyberpunk. They were able to play it for four hours. Everybody's loving it, which makes me very cool. happy. Um, they released like the customization details, the fact that you can have five different types of pubic hair. Um, yeah, that's that's the level of detail okay. they've got into with customization. Jesus wept. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so there's a anime series that's been announced for it called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's a um, with Studio Trigger. Um, along with CD Projekt Red, and it's going to be on Netflix in 2022, which is going to be very cool. It's in the same universe as the game, not the same story. So they're just expanding the universe, telling stories that aren't sold in the game, which I love. 
And um, they released a new trailer as well. And Keanu Reeves comes in at the end and says, Fuck. Nice. Yeah. Literally, Pipe. like, the entire... The entire thing of Keanu Reeves in it is uh, he literally phases into being after a surgery, from what I can tell. Um, and then he's literally just, like, phasing in. So what Johnny Silverhand is, he's like a... I think he's, like, a part of your mind. He's just, like, a hologram in your mind that only you can see. And that's why he's, your like, kind of a companion in the game, from what I can tell. Cool. And so, um, like, he's starting to phase into being, and he just goes... <laughs> and then the trailer ends... I was just there. I literally just started waving my hands in the air, just going, "Yeah, Reeves!" <laughs> I was so happy about it. I don't know why. Um, was were there any other bits? Um, of the cyberpunk stuff? No, no, just any news. Do you? Do you, yeah. you said you had two um, news. Oh, was that SpongeBob? Too? SpongeBob. Like, oh that, yes, that's coming to streaming only. Of course, um, yes. It's basically taken out of cinema. They were going to be releasing it, I think, in August or September or something like that. Yeah. After delaying it from July, which was going to coincide with the release of um, SpongeBob Biofikini Bionic Rehydrated, the game. Um, yeah. That came out with, like, but, no reception at all. Yeah, that that's come out with basically, like, very mediocre reviews saying, yeah, it's still the same game, but that's the problem. Yeah, it's the same. Nothing not fixed been anything. built upon. It's literally just the game looks nicer, and that's about it. Yeah, and that's really that really sucks because I would have loved to play that game. I was thinking of getting on my Switch. So twenty five quid, so I still might. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's everything I've got. But um, yeah, that's coming to streaming. I think next year it's going to go straight to video on demand. Yeah, they they said like uh, early spring, didn't they? So like mid yeah. March. Something. Yeah, so I that, think that that's all I have. I, that worries me a bit because like. We we've seen with Scoob that was going to be released theatrically, and then it and then they put it on streaming. And no, it's been that's given all right reviews. I've seen all right reviews for it. I've I've only seen bad things. I've seen all right. Oh, fair enough. I'm still I'm still looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's yeah. all the news now. Yeah, David, you've been slaving away for a whole yeah. week with barely any breaks. <laughs> playing the brand new Last of Us Part 2 video game on yeah, your PS4. Yeah, I, um, I had a... I think my playthrough came in at 21 hours. Jesus uh, Christ. I was on your slave file. Um, like, it took... I remember reading a thing from IGN saying it took... Between five people, it took between 22 and 42 hours to complete. Wow. Um, I don't know how that person made it 42 hours. They must be really bad at video games. That would definitely be me. Yeah. I'd be the 42 uh, hours. So you know what? The the idea of IGN reviews always make me laugh. You ever watch the um, Doom 2016 review? Um, the gameplay is so horrible because they play it so boringly and shittily. Like, they don't play how you're supposed to play Doom at all, even though they talk about the mechanics as if, like, it's so swift and fun and moving. And it's just like, you're standing in a corner shooting demons. That's not Doom. Yeah. That you're supposed to constantly be moving and shoot them right in the face, point blank. That's not do- that's Doom. You're not playing Doom. You're playing COD. But um, um, yeah, so yeah, so, talking about twenty two hours, and yeah, I've written a review for it. You've got a full review. I'm gonna mute Coffee. my mic so as to not to take away from this because I might <laughs> cough or something. So um, <laughs> just in the middle of it, you just start burping randomly. Yeah. So uh, take take it away. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to apologise if I start like stuttering or whatever. I'm terrible at reading stuff. Um, I'm I'm brilliant at like just bullshitting my entire way through stuff. 
but when it comes to reading something, I stutter a lot. So I apologize if I do. My experience with The Last of Us Part 2 has been incredible. The first game was loved by so many people, myself included, and a lot of them were wishing for a sequel right away. This sequel and the reception it's gotten is a true embodiment of the phrase, be careful what you wish for, as a lot of fans seem disappointed and angry about the story overall and the tone and talk. I myself loved it. The campaign is filled with heart-wrenching moments and intensely scary moments. Throughout the entire game, your heart will be racing with each encounter you come across, be it infected or living. From start to end, you will be constantly scraping by intense scenarios in the best way possible, just barely. From here on out, there will be some hints at spoilers for the early story, so I can provide some context to the events that I refer to. So be warned, I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but there, there will be some hints at something that might happen. So the story is set up incredibly in the opening couple of hours when a major event happens leading on to a classic revenge tale with some incredible and risky twists along the way. Not everyone will be happy with them, but I certainly enjoyed them. Along the way, you will meet many new characters, each one unique from the other. And whilst I may not like all of them, they all feel human. The atmosphere and the choices they make are the most human choices I have ever seen in a video game ever. That's what sets these characters apart from everybody else in video games and themselves you may not like their intentions or their actions but you sympathy them sympathy with them all the same the game also feels incredible the movement is so fluid and the simple additions to the movement system such as just a rope and climbing system um basically ripped straight from the uncharted series that Noidog dog also create but it's perfect it fits really really well as well as just a simple jump button the first game didn't have a jump button, and it didn't matter. But in the in this one, it just allows for a lot more incredibly intense and interesting moments as you explore a vast, destroyed Seattle. And speaking of Seattle, can I just say the game is absolutely gorgeous. It is beautiful. Graphically, it is the best-looking game out there at the moment, in my opinion. The scenery, the characters, the small little details are just perfect, and I have nothing but praise for the artists on this game. Uh, one of my favorite details was the fact that, say, if you kill someone, um, like if you do a self kill, you rip the knife out of them and little spurts of blood go and drop onto the snow. If you step in that, you will actually start leaving bloody snowy footprints. And that is something that you never think of in a game, but it is amazing that it happens. I, I saw it for the first time and then I couldn't stop walking around in blood. So there you go. That That's something that I just enjoyed to do. I'm a bit weird like that. Um, so the world is also built through scenery and a lot of notes found throughout the world. The notes tell a story of some people's final moments, some dating back to Outbreak Day. Um, the scenery and level design also tell some amazing stories, such as a simple crash car with a door open, but found in the door is a half-empty half bowl of booze. Obviously, like, you wouldn't really think about that usually, but the second that you see a half-empty bottle of, of like vodka in a crashed car with the door open, you know something happened on Outbreak Day. And that's just something that's really interesting. So overall, I loved my time with The Last of Us Part 2. And although it doesn't come close to the love that I have the, for the original This Is A Story, I won't soon forget. The game gets a full 10 out of 10 from me, and I can't wait to experience it on a more powerful console, as the PS4 I used was quite loud when I was playing, to the point I had to turn the volume on my TV to properly experience it. So hopefully, when the PS5 comes out, that won't be a problem. And just a quick shout out to the original's multiplayer component. 
Um, although it wasn't well, known well for its multiplayer, it is still a blast to play with friends. Bear in private, since you don't go against people who have played it non-stop for seven years. Um, I really hope Naughty Dog stays true to their word and release a multiplayer expansion or standalone component. So yeah, that's the review for Last of Us Part 2. 10 out of 10. Fantastic game. 100% recommend you play it. If you don't like it, that's okay. They, they made a lot of choices, a lot of bold ones that a lot of fans aren't happy with, but you seven years is a long time. You, honestly, in a Last of Us 2, like Last of Us sequel, some of the choices that were made were kind of obvious that it was going to be happening anyway, and people are still annoyed about it. Personally, I don't understand why they're annoyed about it. Yeah. But you know what? I, I know exactly it, which enjoy. choice you mean. Yeah. And like, sure. yeah, it, it, seemed, it seemed obvious. Yeah, like it. See, everybody knows, like, a lot of people will know what we're talking about, but I still don't want to say just in case somebody is yeah, listening no, and they haven't no, played we it. We won't. But. It like if if you've seen a leaks online, you know, or you've played the game, you know exactly what we're on about. You know, like that people are annoyed about it. There's also the fact that I know a lot of people are annoyed that um, Ellie's character is gay, even though that was revealed in the Left Behind DLC of the first one. So I don't know why people are annoyed about that. Yeah, it's a because pretty that grim. was already known, and also it was known from the trailers. And a lot of people, there's also a lot of rumors going around about Neil Druckmann, uh, the director of the game, and also going to be working on the Slash TV series. Um, how he made a actress have um, mocap sex with him. Um, both him and the actress have said no, hundred percent not true. It's just people spreading rumors, trying to make the game sound worse, to you and trying to stop people from buying the game, but. That has not slowed the game at all. It has become the fastest selling PS4 game of all time. Yeah, I've seen Be- that. It's beat Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, it has. And I mean, I'm, I'm sad about that, but it kind of deserves it. I, um, yeah, I'm, from, from what you've said about it, from what I've seen online, it seems like the people who are like very, like, who are ne- like saying this is the worst game they've ever played are just really bitter. They are. They've they've waited seven years to experience something, and they didn't like the first two hours of what the experience is. Kind of is fact enough that you're going to be a bitter, but you can't say that it's the worst game you've ever played. Yeah, because it it feels incredible. Well, like and as well, like, and I've got a friend who keeps on saying that the game's awful because it doesn't have the multiplayer component. But nobody cared about the multiplayer in the first game in the yeah. first place. Anyway, I only knew about the multiplayer. Because I got the last was remastered and I saw multiplayer and I thought, wait, there's a multiplayer component to the last was and I yeah. played it. It's very fun. It's a lot. It's the mechanics of the base game. You do crafting. You've got very little ammo. You find it around the map, this and the other, and you just kill each other. Mm. And it's an interesting game mode, but it is nothing compared to the, the story. Nobody knows it for the multiplayer. And he acts as if that's the only thing people cared about. Um, and so shout out to Kai. Um, you shit. <laughs> um, yeah, you shit. I've seen I've seen comments on Twitter say that like this is the last Jedi of video games, and it, I, re- honestly, yeah, with the with the reception, yeah, with the reception, but like, co- like in comparison to the reception, there's people who absolutely adore it, and then there's people who hate it. Critics loved it. Fans hate it. Oh, that, that's so it. Yeah. It's on a. It's got. A, last time I checked, it was at four point five on Metacritic out of ten user score, and the critic score is nine point five. Like so, no matter what, don't trust what a fan says about a game that's going to be a sequel to seven, like a seven-year-old sequel to what is considered a masterpiece. Yeah, because no matter what, 
fans won't enjoy it. It's a seven-year build-up to a game that needed no sequel. Mm-hmm. Right? People were begging for a sequel the second that the game ended. We didn't need one. We got the ending that we wanted. Well, not necessarily the one that we wanted. And there's repercussions for that ending. There's always going to be consequences for an ending. Yeah. And we get those consequences 100% in this game. And you see the intentions and you see why. And it's just play the game. It's fantastic. Ignore the like horrible reviews. I know that it sucked that the game leaked a lot. Yeah. And that's that fuels a lot of the annoyance with um, a lot of fans as well. I, d- uh, this I didn't is going to be a spoiler hear any... for gameplay and a lot of the minor spoilers, so I'm going to talk about this real quick. I'm not I... going to say what happens in the first two hours. But I, d- I didn't read the game... what any of the leaks were. What were the leaks? So the leaks were. The I can thing cut this I out. I can cut this out if it's spoilers. Oh, okay. And the moment, like, some of the leaks that like, people were very annoyed about was the fact that you can play as the, the antagonist in the game. This is a spoiler. I'm, I'm like, I said that before. This is a spoiler for the gameplay. But I'm not going to tell any story spoilers for that. But you can, you do play as the um, antagonist, Abby. But that doesn't, I don't care at all that I have to play as a character. I don't like, I didn't like at first because it's all about a journey. That's what a video game is. That's what an adventure game is. And actually, a game is all about the journey you experience along the way. And I've always wondered what the journey looks like for the antagonist. Yeah, and it's like it's basically like Infinity and, War, like yeah. that, that's Thanos's movie. You, you, yeah, exactly. You follow this Thanos is, for most of that. This movie. is just as much Abby's game as it is Ellie's. This is Ellie's story, and we see like the journey that they both make, and I love that because they're two very different journeys. Yeah, one of them is all about revenge, and the other one is all about like just helping people. And it's incredible. I love it. I absolutely love the game. I think it's fantastic. The ending was perfect. It it had me crying a lot throughout the game, like the first game did. And yeah, Troy Baker has an excellent performance as Joel, as always. I love Troy Baker. Yeah. He's he's, uh, cool he's in Death Stranding as well. Um, and he's the best part of Death Stranding. 100%. I love him in that. His music is great. He sings in this, and I was crying because he sings in a raspy voice, in Joel's voice, and I was like, oh, no, Joel. <laughs> and honestly, it's, it's such a cute game at times. It's heartbreaking. It's so good. I 100% recommend it. Just don't listen to what other people say. Don't listen to, like, what... Like, obviously, just take the review as it is. And play it for yourself, make your own decision, but don't listen to every other user and just decide, oh, game's crap, boo-hoo, <laughs> this kind of thing. Like, yeah. just don't do that because the game is fantastic. And please, please don't say that the developers are shit. They, yeah. They've put a lot of work into this. They've they've been making it for a very long time. They took very, very risky choices and... Is heartbreaking that people are giving so much criticism to such talented people. So please don't. I, I I can understand if you're annoyed, but don't blame the developers. Just the just you know grow. If up. you don't like the choice, just accept that it's a choice that you don't like. Don't make a petition that thousands the thousands of people have signed a petition to change the fate of the character in the game and to like re remake the game to basically rewrite the entire story stupid but it's... that's obviously not going to happen I hate, they've spent I hate seven it. years 
seven years of their life for you to do for people to do that and that is disgusting yeah it is that is literally shitting on them on their legacy as yeah. like developers naughty dog are incredible developers they yeah. they do some shitty things at times like they've they did a lot of copyright strikes for people who were mentioning the last ones too um on youtube before the game released i can slightly understand why because of the leaks and they didn't want more people to find out about it like from a bigger youtuber who's obviously going to like reveal those leaks like buddy keemstar or some shit so let's get right into the news oh god don't (laughs) reference he's such a scumbag he is i hate him i absolutely hate keemstar with passion if you're watching this keemstar fuck you um you and to that like little old guy who just plays runescape that he ruined your life you're a fucking angel mate <laughs> um i love you f- you keemstar so yeah um that's the last of us part two there you go yeah yeah um, thank you for um let me review it and no worries thank you for playing it all week and <laughs> not making me do it um <laughs> you haven't even completed the first one you exactly won't be able to exactly in a week um so now we're just gonna do recommendations and warms. Um, oh no, they're not called that anymore, David. We've got to sell each other some movies, or some TV shows, or some music, or some games, or some books. If we're nerds, okay. You've just done a lot of talking. So do you want me to yeah. go first? Yeah, you you take the talking for I'll, a minute. I'm gonna rest how, my throat. How many have you got? <laughs> so uh because i've been playing the last ones too uh this week i've barely been able to do anything else i've been in work um and then i've been playing last ones i've been playing animal crossing and breath of the wild and so i might just recommend the film i've watched in the past not necessarily watch this week um, That's i don't fine. know yet uh, right i'll so, do um, i'll let you know I'll, I'll do a couple and then i'll let you do yours and then i'll do a few more. yeah because i've got quite a few <laughs> How many have you got? Let's just find out the number. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, oh 7, 8, oh 9, God. 10, 11, 12, 13, oh 14, uh, okay, 15, I'm 16. You talk for a I've, got, I've got 16 things that, I've, that <laughs> I want to mention at least. Hold on, I'm just getting me sick so that I can withstand this. Because <laughs> that is a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, some of them I'll just mention in passing. But others I want to go into more depth on. So um, I'll do it in like time order. Um, me and my dad finished Daredevil Season 3. Uh, so I've completely hey. watched all of Daredevil now. It was my first watch through of the third season. It might be my favourite season. You've not seen the third season yet? I'd never now. seen the third season until uh, this May past month. is so good, isn't it? That third season is, is top, top quality. Um, oh that, my god. I was... Shock! I was in shock for a couple of days over that insane one take in the fourth episode. God, that is, is it in the pri- a legitimate. It's the one in the prison, isn't it? Sorry, it's the one in the prison, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a legitimate so one take, like no funny business or anything. Yeah, it, it's it's a legitimate one take. Does really really cleverly, uh, like staged and choreographed. Um, but yeah, it's amazing to watch if you haven't seen the show maybe just check that out on youtube it's like 15 minutes nah you just watch the show because they do a really good one take in the first season as well they do. just don't watch the second half of the first of the second season yeah yeah it's just uh, think oh yeah electro exists oh no electro died in defenders there you go 
And she, to be fair, she's not even mentioned in the third season, really. No. She might... Well, they talk about it. It's like, I can't believe Electra died. Yeah. And then she's like, well, get over it. Okay. Yeah, sick. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, really liked the uh, FBI agent, Agent Nadim. Yeah. I, like, in the, fir- the first couple of episodes, I was, I j- every time every time he turned up on screen, I was like, to my dad, I was like, I like this guy. I really, <laughs> I really like this guy. This guy's really charming. And I, you know, see where he's coming from, you know? And I think that was the problem with Daredevil Season 2, that some of the main characters you didn't like. And that's... See, you- not not in like a like, not in like a way like oh yeah I don't like this guy this guy's evil but like in a way that I just, just don't, don't care. care. Whereas this guy I cared about his problems I cared about his struggles with his family and I I was invested in him. Yeah. So I think that worked. I think Bullseye was really cool. Bullseye was awesome. See, that's the one thing that they had to do well and they nailed Bullseye. Yeah. One hundred percent nailed. Because the dead the um, dead of a movie tried to do Bullseye as well. Yeah. Didn't work so well. Bullseye. <laughs> we call him Farrell. He touches his head. I was doing, every time Bullseye turned up and he threw something on target, I went, Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Colin Farrell. We'll, we'll get to that movie. We'll get to it. Um, Why? So, <laughs> um, Why do we have to get to that movie? So... Yeah, I, and I, I think one of my favourite moments from the oh. season is in the last episode when, it's two years old at this point, when Daredevil is fighting Fisk at the end and he beats him. So good. And he's saying to him, like, I beat you. I beat you. And it's it's such a powerful moment. I'm like, oh, it gives me chills. I really hope that they bring Daredevil into the MCU with, with his own movies. I, I hope they do, but I can't see it happening because that 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 universe that they're in is so violent. It's very brutal, but at the same time, it's not like the MCU isn't without its brutality. They chopped off Thanos' head. I know, but like the what they, they decapitate. When, I know, but like when they beat people up, there's not blood everywhere. And like the state of Fisk at the end of that third season, he's True. just been battered to a pulp. The one character I don't see them bringing into that universe is Punisher. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love Punisher in that universe. I, think, I thought the first Punisher season was really good. A bit slow at times, but it set up a really good storyline. I didn't finish Punisher season two, but it was really fun what I did watch. Yeah, that's but it. It, just looks, it seemed like a fun show. I don't see them bringing Punisher back as a character in a movie, in the MCU no. anyway. No, I, I can see not. them doing another standalone thing for him, possibly. I would... I would love to see a Punisher movie like John Wick style, or even I'll mention it in a minute, but Extraction style that that new Netflix film. I have not watched that actually. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it now. Uh, Extraction on Netflix stars Chris Hemsworth. Um, um and Paul he, Wick is like buddy Jeremy Johns mentions it. Well, that that's it. He's people have called it like John Wick esque. But it's more like a. It feels more like a Call of Duty game, a vid- movie, if anything, because the guy. I feel is, like they could have easily just called that Call of Duty. Yeah, it's not a. Um, he's not an assassin. He's like a private military man, and he he's been asked. He's been the the mission is to go and save this uh, kidnapped child, um, to take him back to his drug lord dad. Um, that he needs to be kidnapped by a rival drug lord, so he's he goes into India to uh to get him back, 
And the action in this movie is the real standout. There is a, a 10 minute one take that Ooh. is amazing. It really is amazing. It cuts, like, it starts off as a car chase and it cuts in and out of the cars. And then it comes out of the car and then suddenly it's a really tense through a building. And then it gets outside and then, like, people get run over by cars. And the, the gunplay in this movie is great. I think the thing that puts this up, like, the story's fine and the acting's fine, but the thing that really pushes this up is the action. Yeah. The action is so good that this this kind of forced me to give this, like, a 7 or an 8 because otherwise it'd, wow. be, like, it'd be, like, a 6. Yeah. But the more I think about it, it'd probably be an 8 out of 10, honestly. Eight, yeah. 8 out of 10, really solid I action I do really, movie. really want to watch it. Yeah, so I might watch that this week. It's been on my list if for a I'm, while, and I just this week I was just like, I'm getting through loads of it. movies here. I'm gonna get through loads of them. Um, so I watched Extraction on Netflix. Really good, big recommend. The next one, it's another Netflix release. I watched The Lovebirds with uh, Kumail Nanjiani and oh uh, shit, Issa Rae. how is that actually? Because I love Kumail. I liked it. I liked it. I think without the two main leads having such great chemistry and being as funny as they are individually, this movie yeah. wouldn't have worked. It feels, it would have been like, a, have you seen Date Night? Uh, the one with Steve Carell. I yeah. can't see it, but I know that it sucks. It's, it feels like that, but with better leads. I know that's crazy because the leads in that movie are Steve Carell and Tina Fey. But like, yeah, if, but like, there's there's different like comedic aspects to Steve Carell, and, like yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think like, the Carell has be- like the proper charming, like just average guy, like comedy nailed down. Yeah, I, I I'm I've the main film that I've watched him in is, is the Big Sick. The Big Sick is so I good. Love that film so much. It's I remember so you lending me the Blu-ray of that, yeah. so that I could watch it. And I was blown away by how good it was. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Really is. Um, but th- this movie, it follow- basically they, at the start of the movie, they're getting into a big argument and break up on the way to a party. And then they accidentally hit someone with their car. And then a policeman comes up and says like, oh, let me commandeer your vehicle. I need to catch him. He's a criminal. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. And so then they, they catch the guy and this police officer just runs him over. Jesus. And like multiple times, and then he runs away, and like <laughs> okay, so he wasn't a cop, and then they get out of the car. Someone finds this dead body, and they're like, oh my god, you just hit this guy with your car. He's dead. You just killed him. And so then they go on the run, and try and solve this murder before the police <laughs> catch them. And um, yeah, again, without these two as the main leads, this movie wouldn't work. This kind of reminds me of day- of Game Night a bit. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of game night esque sli- in that sense. It reminds me of game night, but not like it doesn't seem as good as game night because game night was a surprisingly great movie. Game night's <laughs> game night's one of the comedies of the se- of the century. I love Death game Death. night so damn much. Um, I I think that there's a couple of really funny scenes and one one scene in particular that like completely like it happens and you're like. Oh wait, what? Okay, and so it completely changes the tone of the scene, and it's um that's really interesting. I think there's a moment you see it in the trailer. They go to like a uh, a underground, like eyes wide shut style place where they all wear all these like 
um, rich people go and wear masks and like it's a big orgy basically and yeah. that's the reactions in that scene are so funny again the leads are so good that it yeah. lifts the movie up I think it's a really entertaining movie is it great no is it enjoyable yes I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10 if not for the leads it would probably be like a 5 out of 10 so yeah, um, yeah seven, 7 out of 10 from me uh, the Lovebirds, it's on Netflix. And it's super short. It's uh, like an hour 25. Oh, wow. So you can be in and out of that movie in no time at all. Um, I've missed a couple. Uh, I rewatched um The, the Invisible Man. Nice. I, I was going to watch that this week, but then I was sucked into the... Last was Part 2 started to suck me in like five hours. And I was like really invested after, <laughs> after like five hours. I was like, I need to know what happens. Well, I like... Um, and then I really needed to know. So I wasn't able to do anything other than just play Last was and then go to work. And then when I get home, play Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, I watched this movie actually twice this week. I watched it last... I watched it like Saturday night last week. And then I watched it last night again. Because it's just so good. It's, um, you know, if you want to hear... I've watched more- it four days in a row. If you want to watch, if you want to hear my proper in-depth thoughts on it, spoilers as well. There is an actual uh, spoiler-filled podcast about the movie yeah. when it came out back in uh, February. So um, it's episode ten, and it's called "That Invisible Bloke." So um, yeah, check <laughs> check that out if you want to hear oh, my you full. Call it that transparent bloke. Yeah, exactly. That transparent. You did it. You you've done it better. Yeah, you've done it better. Go God back and rename it. it. Um, Go, just rename it, please. Rename that transparent bloke is such a that good transparent idea for bloke. a title. Um, <laughs> That's like the British version of it. So <laughs> like the Hulk would be the absolute unit. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Invisible One's great. Be Check it out. Bloke. It's available now to buy on iTunes and everywhere else. Um, I they, after watching the Invisible One, I then had a hankering for another Lee Winnell movie, so I watched Upgrade again. Nice. I've talked about that so much on this podcast that it's, <laughs> we kind have of, talked about that a lot. it's kind of like sponsored by upgrade um i wish we were <laughs> it's a belter it's a really it's a belter so um i also rewatched birds of prey i got that rented on itunes for like three quid um i like it i like it i still watched it but i've got it on my sky store so i'm gonna be watching it soon. i think it was interesting i was i watched it like i watched extraction the day after and it was interesting to me, like, how similar in my head these two movies were, like, quality-wise. Because, like, for both of them, the action is really good, that it lifts them up. But, like, in Birds of Prey, I like the characters more. Yeah. And there's more... Obviously, it's funnier, because it's meant to be more of a comedy. Yeah. Um, I, I like the characters in Birds of Prey more than the ones in Extraction, but I think the action in Instruction is better than the in Birds of Prey. But the action in Birds of Prey is still quite good. Um, I did a, a review on this an, in another episode. But like this is the second time I've watched it. First time I've rewatched it. And it's it's good. I think it should have been seen more than it was. I think people... See, the whole point of it not being seen is because it wasn't actually just called Harley Quinn or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it it's... Birds of Prey and the fab- fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I think like, it's what? a good title. It's not a good title a for great, this movie. It's a great title. It's literally taking a piss out of Birdman. <laughs> I love that. Um, but it, for for a Harley Quinn, a mainstream like Harley Quinn DC movie, 
it was a very bad choice. Yeah. Because, like, Joker could have literally been something completely different, but they had to call it Joker because otherwise people wouldn't see it. Yeah, but, like, they, they see... It's like, a Harley Quinn movie. See this. It, yeah. Harley it's Quinn Harley is the Quinn main movie. part of this movie. So I'm pretty sure they took, like they decided to try and rename it at Birds of Prey Harley Quinn. Well, they didn't... They, that was uh, just on the websites for the cinemas. Yeah. They just changed and it to that's that. Really, that really sucks that they had to change that. Like, it's annoying that people don't give more of a chance to movies with diff- with names they don't recognize. Yeah. I, I, w- I wish like, they'd called it, Prey. like... Um, if they'd called it Harley Quinn and the fantabulous emancipation of the birds of prey or something like that. You can still have that long title. they could have literally just called it um, Gotham City Sirens. Because then Gotham City is a recognisable name. It's like, oh, right, Gotham City, Batman. Sirens? Oh, women. Harley Quinn. There you go. Um, But yeah, um, I think it's a fun movie. It's very needlessly complicated. Like, the way it's edited, it's quite non-linear. And I think the only reason they did that is to space out the action and to make yeah. it sort of like it's in Harley Quinn's head. So of course it's all scrambled up, but like it, it's very ha- hard to follow. Yeah. Um, I'd give that a, uh, it'd probably end up being a seven out of 10. For Birds That's, of Prey. That's what I've heard a lot to be honest. Yeah. It, it's good, but it's just not quite there. I would definitely watch another Harley Quinn movie or another Birds of Prey movie because I'm into these characters. Uh, but yeah, seven out of ten for me. Um, I watched Kingsman this week. Kingsman one, the Secret Service. Again. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, it's a it's a belter. You know what, what else do you want me to say? It's a belter. Um, it was just me and my dad were looking for a movie to watch, and he was sort of on his way out. So I said, oh, "Why not watch this?" And then he ended up didn't not going out because we were halfway through that. So yeah, Kingsman's a belter. Um, I also watched The Dark Knight this week. I've done a full podcast on The Dark Knight trilogy as a whole. You know my thoughts on The Dark Knight. It's great. Um, yeah. I watched um, Howl's Moving Castle this week. I, uh, I've been really wanting to watch um, more Ghibli movies because they're all available on Netflix or they are. from are anyway. Yeah, it's a studio um, Ghibli movie. They're doing their very first um, CGI animated movie as well. I've seen that. Uh, I like the look of it. Screenshots are cool. Yeah. I'm liking it. Um, very different anime style I like that idea definitely um, but yeah Howl's Movie Castle is set in this Studio Ghibli world with like witches and stuff like that and this a little girl who work, well she's like a teenager she works in a hat shop and um, she is she's, she's put, a curse is put on her by a, the wicked witch of the west and she becomes an old woman and so then she goes to Howl's Moving Castle, where Howl credits. is this... Uh, Howl is this wizard, sort of... Yeah, he can, like, cast spells, and he has a moving castle that walks around, and so she goes to that moving castle to work as a cleaner so that maybe he can help her. And, yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting plot, because it comes into like he's been cursed as well by another witch and like that the wicked witch of the west sort of is horrible at the start and then she gets nicer and nicer as the movie goes on the more time she spends with this uh like now old woman yeah um the voice cast is really like interesting billy crystal is in it it's like mike wazowski did you did you watch the um dub version then Oh yeah, yeah. I watched the dub version. Yeah. Boo. I know. I know. Boo's under boo. Heresy. I know. 
But um, can't watch anime dubbed. <laughs> um, How dare you? Weebs unite! Sorry, um, Christian I, Bale's I in it as well. Weeb. And, Jesus, and he's really good. Um, it's I don't think it's as interesting as like Spirited Away or Castle in the Sky. Uh, so for me, it's a, it's another eight out of ten. It's super solid though, and um, you know I I need to be watching more of these because I've only watched four Ghibli movies now. I've only ever watched one. Um, that was Spirited Away, and I love it. Yeah. Um, there you go. Maybe we'll do an episode on loads of them at some point. Yeah. Um, then I watched a horror movie directed by Neil Marshall, who is very well known for making Hellboy, the new one, the bad one. Oh. Uh, it is called The Descent. Oh. This came out in 2005, and it follows a a group of female, like, adrenaline junkies, really. And they go cave diving. And so they go into this yeah. cave, and then they get stuck in it, and no one knows where they are because they've gone into the wrong one. Because, like, the, uh, the main girl said we were going to another one, but then she changed... She, took them to the the other one because they wanted them all she wanted them all to like discover it for the first time yeah and um the main character at the start of the movie you see a horrible accident and she actually loses her husband and her daughter in a car crash mad and it's it it's really interesting to see the uh different like the the, the group have great chemistry straight yeah. up they have great chemistry and while while they're down there, you sort of it's 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 about an hour forty this movie, and it's not until an hour into it that you realise that there's something else down there in the caves with them. Yeah, and it's this golem, like six foot golem looking creature that have like they've been stuck down there for so long that they've actually evolved to be, live in the caves, and they are the design on them is so creepy. The first look you get at them is terrifying. I was not expecting it. Like I've not seen yeah. much about this movie before, and watching that that scene is I no horrible horrible stuff. Um, the ending is so dour and sad and depressing. I love it. It feels very British. Yeah, I love that about British horror that the that. Because there's two versions of the ending. There's a there's a version that's a bit happier, and that's the American version, and then the English <laughs> version ends with ends with the happy version, and then drags it out from under you and ends on a sad note. And it's like, yeah, only only the Brits can deal with that. <laughs> it's like the ending to a Little Shop of Horrors. The American version had to end with like them stopping the plan and then winning off together. Whereas in the British version, they're just like. Yeah, we'll end it like the play does. Like, the world ends. He dies. Yeah. She dies. Everyone dies. The plants take over the world. That's how it ends. And the Americans yeah. are like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're not ready. So then after The Descent, I watched The Dark Knight, and I already mentioned that. Then I, this was a couple of nights ago when I couldn't sleep. I couldn't get, it was too hot, so I decided to watch a couple of movies. So I then watched, I scrolled through the Netflix, and I came across a movie that I've not seen all the way through, heard the worst things about, and Sam actually mentioned it on the podcast as an honourable mention for his favourite comedies. 
Oh um, God! It's the cat in the hat. <laughs> so I I watched this movie. Glory Mike Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! I haven't watched that in years. Is this the one that you said I might be disappointed about? Yeah. <laughs> Why it's... would I be disappointed? Because it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> It is, but it's once again a proper guilty pleasure base because of the memes as well. There's so many like, memes. <laughs> there's so many good memes like, from that movie. Like, it's my Myers is weirdly charming in this. He's <laughs> he's got some really good moments. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah! Like his arms are I so love, weird. He's always doing just, that with his arms. Like, he's banging the, a drum. The edit of the it tra- like the first it trailer, but it's yeah, the they changed it with cat in the heart. And like the moment when he starts running in the basement, uh, he just goes, "Oh yeah!" Whenever I see that film now, I can't imagine it without the cat in the hat in that scene. I, I just start pissing myself every time. I'll start with the positives. I think that Dakota Fanning is actually quite good in this. As a kid yeah. actor, I think she's decent. Um, I think that Mike Myers, like I said, has some decent moments. I really like the colours because everything's in like block <laughs> colours. Yeah, it's all ve- it. It feels like a Doctor Seuss movie. It does, yeah. And um, I'm not sure why every single person drives a green Ford Focus, but they do. But they do. It's great. They do. It feels very 2003. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the it's... car at the time, man. Alec Baldwin's got a really weird performance as like he a really dirtbag stepdad. And he's just like he's he like wears his suit at the start, and then he progressively dresses worse because he yeah. like he's lying to us, so he doesn't like he doesn't own anything. Like he's got this big, he wears a girdle so to hide his beer belly. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, and they like abuse the babysitter that she yeah. they like ride her down the stairs. It's they hang strange, her up. It's a strange movie. It's it feels like a drug trip. Yeah. Truly, like a drug trip. And it's it's a definite four out of ten because like I can enjoy it. I know it's a bad movie, but I can still kind of enjoy it. Yeah, it's like it's a guilty pleasure, like you said. It's like yeah, the Fantastic Four movies from the noughties for me. Yeah, Those movies are, suck, but I love them. You know that they that they suck, but you know what? I still love them. Yeah, exactly. Um, after that, I still couldn't sleep, so I watched the Captain Underpants movie. Nice. Belter. Certified Belter. Nine out of ten. Hundred percent. Like I I remember um watching that like in college and I literally said to you, dude, Captain of the Fans movie, have you seen it? And we were just like, Oh yeah, we had we had like a full on hour conversation about how good it was. Yeah, how underrated. It is so under I'm so annoyed they didn't get it like, because it's literally called Captain of the Fans, the first movie or something like that, or yeah. the first big adventure. The first epic movie. Um, the first epic movie. Because, like, the books are all titled that. The books yeah. are, like, the first epic book. And, like, isn't Kevin Hart the, what, like, one of the kids? Yeah, Kevin Hart's in it. Yeah. You've got Ed Helms. Like, You've got Thomas Middleditch from uh, Silicon Valley. You've got Nick Kroll, yeah. who's a big name at the moment. Jordan Peele's in it. Yeah. you got Weird like, Al, uh, Weird Al yeah. Yankovic writing the song for the end credits. Oh, my God. That song was so good. It is, isn't it? It really is. Like, that film is so underrated. Yeah, I, it, I, I'm glad that Netflix did a Netflix original animated series on it, and they, what I've seen in the animated series is good. But yeah. 
the the episodes very samey, like a lot of kids shows are. Yeah. So I wasn't. I didn't watch it all, but the I'm, animation I'm style. Hoping to God, I love the animation in this as well. The animation style is great. Pro- it's exactly like the book. Yeah, it looks it exactly is. like the book animated, and that's what I love. It's a pr- it's a actual proper adaptation. Yeah, and it is. It deserves more love. So I'm I'm very glad you you've recommended that. Yeah, it's not on Netflix anymore, which is a shame. But find it oh, somewhere because it's a belter. Your kids will love it. And, and as well, since as it's well. like a book, <laughs> since the book is like fifty percent like fart jokes, it's it really impresses me how minimal the like sort of crude humor is, and how genuinely just like funny the rest of the movie is without having to resort to. Obviously, there are some moments where like you know kids just trump, and it's like <laughs> how funny, but like the majority of the movies actually genuinely set up jokes that have payoffs. Yeah. Um, then after that, I still couldn't sleep. So I started watching <laughs> a movie, a smaller movie, much different to the ones I've just been watching. It is called safety, not guaranteed. I think I've heard of this. It's got Aubrey Plaza. Um, and, nice. um, Jake Johnson nice and the guy from the creep movies that i forget his name mark duplass and um it's about three magazine workers aubrey plaza jake johnson and um do you remember dupinder from deadpool yeah him and um of course i remember aubrey plaza and dupinder are both interns and they have they find this article from a guy in this little town who is asking for a partner to go time traveling with him (laughs) So they obviously investigate for this magazine to like a hit piece, basically just taking the make out of him. And Aubrey Plaza takes the lead on it, so goes and meets with him. And he, and she sort of starts realizing that actually maybe he's not crazy. And like yeah. that's that's the that's the thing all the way through the movie. Is he crazy? Is this real? And like he's he's so charming that like and he seems quite normal. And that sort of throws Aubrey Plaza off. And then you know. Like eventually they start developing sort of feelings for each other, so that's quite interesting. And Jake Johnson's side of the story is very interesting as well, because like he's he goes into this he, start of this movie and he's clearly just a dirtbag. He's like, oh yeah, I've slept with so many like a Barney Stinson type character. Like yeah, I've slept with loads of girls, you know. And like right at the start, he, he looks they're talking about the story and he's like, yeah, I had sex with the boss. You know, it's yeah. like, no one cares, mate. Why are you being creepy? Um, and he go, only takes this job, like this um, this story, because the town that they're going to is where his high school girlfriend lives and he wants to have sex with her again. So then he goes there and sort of like realises that she's actually not just, a, you know, something to have sex with. He's like, she's like a genuinely good person and he wants to yeah. like see her more often and that's a really that's a really good storyline as well that the way that wraps up is quite interesting yeah this is a another certified banger for me the ending is great and really like kind of leaves it open as to like nice. whether it is true or not whether it's real i like that idea i do like that it doesn't need a sequel but it makes you think yeah and it's, again, super short. It's like an hour 25, an hour 30, hour 35 maybe. Just really short, in and out. Cute, funny, 
enjoyable, got the dramatic moments that you want, and it got a great ending. So yeah, safety not guaranteed. It's on Netflix. Uh, check it out. It's been on nice. my list for a while. Then to wrap up this week, I watched 1917 again. It's great. It's great. Uh, Will described it. Will uh, from Uni, who's been on the podcast before, he described it as cinema. Like this movie just yeah. is cinema. Like it, watching it at home was different because I haven't. I've only watched it like in, in the, the cinema, cinema before. In like I've seen it in IMAX as well, and seeing it going from like the biggest screen to just your TV screen is very different. So it didn't feel the same. It's still great, though. It doesn't yeah. detract from the movie. I mean, it does a bit, but like not in ways that would affect it in my ratings. Um, actually, that's not true. I've still got two more. I'm um, I've got... I watched Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill about the baseball movie. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Where they have no money and they use statistics to build a championship-winning team. And... Um, Again, certified banger. It's um <laughs> It has become your catchphrase now, isn't it? It's become my catchphrase. It's um the performances from Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are amazing. Uh it's written by Aaron Sorkin, who's written like Steve Jobs, he wrote Molly's Game, he wrote The West Wing, he, he's you know, his brand of he wrote the social network, his brand of writing is him. Like he everything's fast every, every all the dialogue's really fast so it's really hard not to be engaged with the yeah. storyline when the writing is so pitch perfect um i think the cinematography is beautiful the way it cuts between real footage and like footage that they've made with the actors is really great um so the editing's good i think yeah it, like the whole idea of it is like you you can't not be romantic about baseball even when you're just using statistics to win. Yeah. So it's a, and it, it does make you feel romantic about baseball. You know, I've don't really understand baseball much, but this movie makes me want to watch a baseball game. Um, so yeah, Moneyball again on Netflix. Really great. Nice. Last thing. This isn't actually a movie or a TV show or a music oh. or a game. Ooh. It's actually <sighs> A book if you're a nerd, but it's not. What it's the? not. Uh, um, oh, oh, it is oh. a a gatherings. I'm trying to think what to call it. It's a small book of poems that um, actually has been written by a friend of mine, Luke Cable, um, who goes to my university. Here it is called Strawberry Fields, and it's about it's basically just him opening his heart about you know his life and through different poems obviously it's poems uh, it's a poetry book. poems yeah um <laughs> <laughs> and he and uh, luke is non-binary and he sort of talks about his struggles with being non-binary and gay and two of my favorites from this little poetry I'm going to call it a book because it's not yeah. big enough to be a book, but it's a book. It's a, it's it's a, a book of poems. Of poems. Um, my two favourites were ASL, which is like stands for Age, Sex, Location, which is a look into how younger gay people are like used and abused with this, you know, people don't care about who they are. 
they just want the age, sex, and location. And um, it says at the top, like, it's meant to be wrapped. And, like, when I was reading it, I sort of heard him wrapping it. And it's quite, it works, the flow is quite really good. Um, yeah. And my other favourite would have to be my boyfriend was Poseidon, which is like a, it's split into several different chapters through the poem. And it's him about talking about, I'm, I'm assuming his, um, his ex-boyfriend that was uh, seemed to be quite abusive um it's a really beautiful poem about like him going through this sort of making excuses and then dealing with it afterwards um yeah i i'm not really that normally into poetry but reading this it's really beautifully written and um i think if you guys want to check it out i will actually leave a link to where you can buy it in the description on like youtube and apple and spotify so definitely check this out it's um yeah it's a beautiful little uh like a w- pamphlet maybe pamphlet of poetry no Can you have a pamphlet a, of poetry? way too small that does sound how small you, doesn't like, it? how how big is it it's like maybe 20 pages i think uh, booklet booklet a booklet of poet poems um yeah so that's that's luke cable strawberry fields i will leave a link in the description go and check it out um it's only four pound fifty for a copy and um yeah help him out he's a he's a he's a he's a good person hi luke if you're listening um (laughs) that will do it for this week's podcast then david thank you very much for uh whoa 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 whoa. i didn't get to do any recommendations yet oh did you not Oh, no. Because no. oh, you were no. talking for so long. <laughs> I've been talking for so long, yeah. Tell me your recommendations, David. Okay. So oh, I mean, not your recommendations. Um, Sell me your movie or TV show or music or game. Or book if you're a nerd. Please, stop. <laughs> okay, so um, music-wise, I'm going to recommend something because I've been listening to a lot whilst I'm work. Um, the Semper Eternal album from Bring the Horizon. Um, once again, when, by the way, if I ever recommend music, it's most likely going to be metal. So <laughs> if you don't like metal, just don't listen to me. <laughs> it's all uh, right david i don't Bring listen horizon to you anyway are... Bring horizon <laughs> are a weird band when it comes to metal like they are the most mainstream metal band there is because of their um album called that's the spirit in i think that was 2015 is that the is, is that it... the album with the umbrella yes i didn't i See, listened to a couple of songs and i didn't like it i didn't the only song <laughs> i only like from, I love Bring the Horizon, right? I absolutely adore Bring the Horizon. But I only liked two songs on that album. Follow You and Doom. And I li- I didn't mind two other songs, and that was Avalanche and Throne. But the rest, I thought, were very cringy. Especially True Friends. Um, True Friends, like, I just do not like it at all. I think it's the most cringy mo- like song I've ever heard, and the like the chorus saying, "True friends stab you in the front." I that that's very clearly disgustingly cringy, and so I I just didn't like um, that album that much at all. It, they went away from um, what they did a lot um, in their most recent one, Ammo. They've gone a lot like back a lot more to what they've um, done before. But um, the reason I'm wanting to recommend some songs is because I. Out of nowhere, I got an ad on YouTube whilst I was watching it. I was just watching in the background while I was playing um, Breath of the Wild. And I got an ad for Brooklyn Horizon. It wasn't for the, for a new song or for a new album. It was just, listen to Brooklyn Horizon. These are the songs they've done. 
and it was activists sleepwalking doomed throne like mother throne's the one i've heard world. throne's the throne, one i i don't mind i think that's an all right one it's it's not one of the good ones on the album but i i don't mind it doomed is a fantastic song i 100% recommend doomed follow you is also fantastic as well um, but yeah, so um, it really made me want to listen to Semper Eternal again. I haven't heard the album in a little while. Um, it's one of my favourite albums of all time, and so I decided to just start putting it on in work. And it made me love Booming Horizon all over again. Um, that's the album that got me into them. I remember uh, the like little test audio that was originally for um, Shadow Moses. Um, like the song on that album, it was literally just called Semper Eternal. Uh, the little test thing, and it was like the kind of chorus slash drop from Shadow Moses where he starts screaming, this is Sempaternal. And I loved it so much, and so I bought the album the second it came out, and I listened to it over and over again. And I've been listening to it ever since. I, I highly recommend it. So if you're wanting a good uh, metal album to listen to, but you don't want it to be too deep screaming, 100% listen to um, Sam Eternal. And um, the game I'm going to recommend is um, Breath of the Wild. Uh, Legend of Zelda is on um, Switch and Wii U. I don't know about the expansion pass. Um, I think the expansion pass is on Wii U. Uh, but the Breath of the... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the most truly open world game ever made, in my opinion. Wow. Because in, after the first like two hours in a tutorial, once you've got the paraglider... You can go to the final boss immediately. You you do not have to do anything else in the game. You can run straight there and just kill Ganon. And that's it. You don't have to get the Master Sword. You don't have to do any of the 120 shrines or find any of the 900 Coric Seeds. You don't have to defeat, defeat all four Divine Beasts. Well, you have to defeat the bosses. Because, <laughs> so if, if you go straight for Ganon, what the game does is it gives you a gauntlet of bosses. So you will do the four Divine Beast bosses. That's Wind Blight, Thunder Blight, Water Blight, and Fire Blight. I don't know if it's in that order. And then you will go against um, Calamity Ganon. And okay. then you also go against um, Dark Beast Ganon. Dark Beast is piss easy. If you die on Dark Beast, you're the shittest player of Breath of the Wild ever made. I would definitely die um, on that one. You just said what? I actually, um, I have a mate who um, he's completed like all of the Dark Souls, Souls, um, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, and a load of Soulsborne and Souls-like games, and he found Breath of the Wild too hard. Oh, really? And I'm just there, like, how did you find Breath? It's easy, Babby baby game. Like, it's it's Zelda. It's Babby game. How did you find that? It's made for 12-year-olds. <laughs> and you complete Dark Souls. How did you find Breath of the Wild hard? Uh, shout out to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just call it out all your mace here? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've called him out on that a million times anyway. And Kai, I've, we've had an entire argument about how Last of Us is better than... Like, how Last of Us is actually good and he's just sad that it doesn't have multiplayer. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, Breath of the Wild, you can just go straight there or you can like do everything the game has to offer. Uh, to like truly get the full experience, the main thing that you should be doing is go for the 12 memories because um, your character Link, as he is in every other bloody Breath of the Wild like Zelda game, if you don't know who Link is at this point, you've have you been living under a rock? 
Or like with Patrick, because he probably doesn't know who Link is. Did you make a SpongeBob um, reference? Of course I did. I love SpongeBob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He literally lives under a rock. Um, so yeah. Breath of the Wild, it's good, right? Okay. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is fantastic. And um <laughs> I'm a I've I've not watched any movies, so I'm sad. <laughs> I haven't been able to watch anything. I've well, been playing Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing and Last of Us and going well, to work. I know and... one thing for certain, you'll be watching a lot of movies this week. Um because uh, we're, we're, we'll tell you what's happening next week. We have another tournament planned. A tournament! Don't, stop trying to make it fun. It's not going to be fun. Um, we are going to be having guests, guests on. We've got James O'Malley returning. Long-awaited return. He's not been on since the Marvel podcast. Um, like nearly a year ago. That's crazy. And Jesus. we've also got Mr. Alex Woods returning from Flat Moon. Not from the Flat Moon, from the band Flat Moon. That's where he's from. Yeah, and uh, that, he... that's going to be a new like society, the Flat Moon Society. <laughs> they believe that the Earth is round, but the Moon is flat. And uh, we are going to be doing a tournament on all of the Fox Marvel movies. So that includes X Men, Daredevil, Elektra, Deadpool, <sighs> Fantastic Four, all great stuff. Um, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> the, the, a lot Alexa, of the ones that you shut just up. My Alexa. Just came <laughs> Because I said Electra. Electra. <laughs> yeah, she comes on when I say Electra. Shut up. Go away. <laughs> Alexa, play Despacito. <laughs> she didn't hear you. Alexa, play Despacito. Despacito by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee from Apple Music. Such fun. Such memes. Um. So yeah, we, we've got that uh, Fox Marvel movie podcast planned for next week. So uh, get hyped, guys. Yeah, well, so we have to watch... Basically, the ones that I have to watch are all the bad ones. All the bad ones. I, have, I haven't seen... Uh, the only good one that I haven't seen is Wolverine. The rest, I have to watch Elektra. Yep. Bloody, like, X-Men Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, yep. and I can't remember if there's another one I have to watch. Fantastic. I've seen that and I never want to have to rewatch it, so I'm not going to, <laughs> even if I don't remember it that well. Um, so yeah, I know that's going to be worse. It's going to be a really entertaining podcast. Um, I'm looking it, forward to worse. it. By the way, quickly, are we including Once Upon a Deadpool, or we're we not actually? Com- no, it's just Deadpool two. It's, yeah, it's just Deadpool two. Yeah, there. Are- I was going to say it'll be interesting to see how that would like go up against something else, and see how Once Upon a Deadpool versus Deadpool two might be. Well, it'd be Deadpool two. Well, yeah, obviously, like, <laughs> compared to... So, say if you put One Spot Deadpool against, like, Dark Phoenix, and then it came up against something like, I don't know, X-Men 3, because they're about as bad as each other, which one would work? Which one would win? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, that That's going to be next yeah. week, then. Uh, that's very exciting. Yeah, so um, we've got to watch some bad movies. Um, yes, we so, do. Yeah. Great. Uh, thank you. Love it. Right. That will do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you very much, David, for playing The Last of Us 2. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of annoyed. There's not really going to be many, um, like, a funny moment for us to do a, um, like, a teaser for this, is there? No. Um, I'll, I'll find one. No, there'll be something. Yeah. We're always funny. We're always funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to get in touch with us, 
we now have a Facebook page, a Twitter page, and an Instagram page. All of the We're links. up in the world, people. All of the links will be down in the description below, um, on on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Links to all three of those will also be in the description if you want to listen on something else. Uh, make sure you're yeah. subscribed on YouTube and Apple. Uh, leave us a five star rating on Apple if you like us. Just leave us any sort of rating and review. That would be moto bene. Um, oh, I really God. hope that means what I think it means. I'm just no, copying really Doctor Who. What What did you just say? Moto bene. Moto bene. Moto moto likes you. Sorry. Um, how do you spell that? I have no idea. Moto bene. M O T O B N E. B B E N E. I think. Um, Italian. It means very well. Yes, moto bene. <laughs> So what did you say it with? Like, what was the exact phrase you said? Uh, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would be molto bene. That would be very well. That would be very well. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, leave us a five-star oh, rating yes. on Apple. English. Um, follow us on Spotify as well. Um, I'm trying to think of everything else we need to do. You can follow David on Instagram. His Instagram will be in the description below. Follow him on Twitter yeah. as well. Um, I'm getting rid of my Instagram uh, from the from the descriptions now. I'm just plugging the filmy in one. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, you can always like add yours on it as well, just in case like people want to just send you a message. Well, they can send the podcast a message now. Yeah, but then it feels a bit more, you know, like it's just like me not talking to you. It's literally just me. Be- behind an that? orange canvas. <laughs> oh God! An orange and Imagine yellow canvas. You an or- like behind an orange canvas. That'll be horrifying. Um, yeah, that that that's gonna do it. We're gonna stop stalling now because I actually my head's hurting and I'm hungry. So yeah, I've got a bit of a headache as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys, and we will see you next week for the special uh, tournament for the tournament. Tournament. Thanks a lot, guys. Speak soon. Goodbye. Take Why did care, I say people. speak soon like I'm in a phone call? <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm honestly, I need I help. Guess I'll talk to all of you individually soon. I need help. I need all genuine five help. Five of you. Right. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Have a nice week. Goodbye. Take care. Stay safe. Ron Burgundy. Speak soon. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs>